1: And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, Federal Agriculture Minister Lawrence McCauley announces major crop research funding at the Crop Production Show in Saskatoon. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina, specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today, mainly cloudy with 60% chance of light snow. Clearing this afternoon, temperature steady near minus 12, the winds 15 kilometers an hour, the low minus 19, the wind chill minus 28 overnight. Tomorrow, cloudy, 30%. Chance of light snow, winds up to 15 kilometers an hour, the high, minus 13. wind chill minus 25 tomorrow morning, minus 19 in the afternoon, the low, minus 22. Thursday, sunny with a high, minus 17, the low, minus 23. Friday, sunny, the high, minus 20, the low, minus 28. Saturday, sunny with a high, minus 19, the low, minus 21. Sunday, partly cloudy, the high minus 11, the low minus 15. Monday, partly cloudy, the high minus 13. Normal high is minus 11, the normal low minus 23. The sun rose at 8.53 this morning. It sets at 5.22 tonight. And around the province, the hot spot in the Saskatchewan Grain Belt is, well, the whole province is Marie at minus 3 this morning. This afternoon, Marie is in the far southwest corner. Estevan is minus 9, Saskatoon minus 18, Swift Current minus 9, Weyburn minus 10, Yorkton minus 17. In Regina with sunny skies, it's minus 13. That's 9 above Fahrenheit. Winds are from the north-northwest at 24. Humidity 75%, barometer rising 102.8. Light snow in Moosejaw minus 12. Winds are from the north at 18. Once again, Regina, sunny, minus 13. That's 9 above Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Forget the rest, sell with the best. Online at McDougallAuction.com. Agriculture Minister Lawrence McCauley has announced a federal crop research investment of up to $39 million. Speaking in Saskatoon this morning, Macaulay says an additional $28 million will come from the various grain sectors, bringing the total research funds announced today for prairie crops at almost $68 million, that's over the next five years.
2: Being a farmer myself, I'm well aware how valuable research is and how important it is that you have the the best seed possible, without a question, and of course, We're continuing to work on that to make sure we develop better seed to produce better product that will in the end put more money in the pockets of Saskatchewan farmers. And that's what my job is. And the people standing with me here are working very hard to make sure that happens.
1: The research project clusters are designed to enhance yield, increase disease resistance, and weather tolerance. Macaulay made the announcement at the Crop Production Show in Saskatoon. Mike Say of AgWest Bio of Saskatoon says his organization will lead research on seven diverse crops like flax, mustard, and sunflowers. The overall big picture goal across those seven
2: crops is to, is, is to uh, double the, uh, the production value. They're uh, combined at about a billion dollars now. So we're looking to double that by 2023 to a two billion dollar value across those crops. So uh,
3: exciting times for, for the smaller
2: crops.
1: The Diverse Crop Cluster will focus on variety development, crop protection and value-added practices. Macaulay announced four new crop clusters to receive support today. These include the barley cluster at $6.3 million, the wheat cluster at $13.9 million, the soybean cluster at $5.4 million, and the diverse field crop cluster at $13.7 million. Last year, the federal government has announced support for pulse crop research through the protein cluster. Farm Credit Canada says profitability in the beef and hog industries will be mixed in 2019. Agricultural economist Craig Clemmer says higher costs and rising North American supplies of red meat suppress the outlook in the coming year. But he adds a lower value Canadian dollar and untrapped potential in export markets raise profitability.
2: Next, I guess, is the best way to describe it. You know, when we look at, at the, the sectors overall, you know, things are looking to be, you know, around that break even and maybe positive uh, or profits through for hogs and cattle into 2019. So that's a good news story that, you know, we're seeing, seeing that opportunity for profitability right now. You know, the good news story is that when we look at the demand side of things, incomes continue to be rising. Demand looks to be fairly strong for food domestically and internationally. There's some you know, challenges, as I mentioned, with African swine flu in China. And you know, does that create some more market opportunities for hog exports or pork exports? You know, these new new trade agreements are going to look to present some opportunities for exports as well for both beef and cattle and giving Canada a bit of a competitive advantage on there. On the flip side, you know, there are some challenges that, you know, when we look at what's happening out there, there could be some pressure. We still see some fairly large supplies and and growing supplies of of pork in in the United States for sure. And and that's going to, uh, you know, potentially limit some of those opportunities. So, you know, when we look at it overall, demand, I think, is fairly balanced. But, you know, we're looking to, to see some slight profitability in the industry. For beef, you expect pretty strong demand, though? Yeah, beef also looks to be pretty strong demand overall, you know, when we look at it. We're seeing expansion in the United States. We continue to see some good demand domestically and internationally. And and those are good news factors from the top end there, set of things. You know, we don't see a lot of movement in there in terms of where Canada's production is going to be. And, you know, obviously supplies are tight tighter in Canada when we start talking about feeding feedlots inside of things there um, in terms of the opportunity overall.
1: What trends do you see in 2019 to, for producers to watch?
2: You know, I think the trends, you know, a lot of the trends that we're seeing in, in crops are things that we're also going to be monitoring for for cattle and, and hogs. One is what's what are we seeing on trade opportunities? Do these new trade agreements materialize and create opportunities for export for Canadian proteins Specifically pork and beef. What happens in China? What's that? What's the impact of this African sw- fine swoop And what opportunities that presents for Canada? Or is this just something that we're that, uh, just doesn't materialize? Well, you know, when we look at feed costs and, and what's happening on feed costs, barley supplies remain fairly tight. So you know, what are these feed supply levels going to be in eastern Canada and western Canada? Both we've seen a number of challenges just on production and availability, and therefore we've looked at bringing in more corn into to the you know, North American Canadian market because of that. So, you know, supplies of feed are going to be something to be monitoring in 2019. Obviously, the, the value of the Canadian dollar is going to be something that imports or uh, impacts exports and, and our competitiveness, looking for that to soften just slightly. And, and, and that should be helpful for the overall sector. And then finally, you know, if we look at Canada, U.S.-Mexico trade agreements, is the, the agreement ratified? We've seen some low, some changes on the beef grading system. What, How does that kind of move forward, looking for that to, you know, preserve the health? But just, you know, monitoring these trade agreements and how they're going to impact the industry.
1: Clemmer says the key trend to watch is China because of its large role in global meat markets. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. The annual Saskatchewan Beef Industry Conference opens tomorrow in Regina, which includes a trade show and related beef industry meetings. The Thursday evening banquet includes 2019 Saskatchewan Livestock Association Honor Scroll Presentations to former Provincial Agriculture Minister Lyle Stewart and his wife Linda from Pence, Helgi and Candace Bai of Regina, and Keith and Linda Kaufman of Ceylon. Production, nutrition, genetics research presentations will be part of the Beef Industry Conference in Regina. Annual meetings Thursday include verified beef production, the Saskatchewan Cattle Feeders Association, and the Saskatchewan Livestock Association. On Friday, meetings include the Saskatchewan Cattlemen's Association and the Saskatchewan Stock Growers Association semi-annual meetings. CN Rail says it will be receiving another 70 locomotives within three months to help move grain to export markets. CN received 60 new locomotives last year, and spokesman Joe Bekovic says the company will have delivery of 140 locomotives this year. In 2019, CN expects to receive another
0: 140 units, AC units from GE Transportation, half of which are expected to be delivered in the first three months of 2019. Another 50 are expected to be delivered by the end of June, And the balance will be in place in September in time for the next surge in demand for the 2019 harvest. In 2020, we already have an order of 60 locomotives, and we're looking uh, at our process, our regular process, with CN marketing and assessing demand so that we meet
1: the demands of all of CN's customers. Bekavec says CN has 1,550 locomotives of 4,000 horsepower or more to move grain to market, a jump of 10% in the past year. He says two-mile grain trains carry as much as 20,000 tons, and he said these require two to three locomotives. He says technology has changed since the 1970s when mile-long trains had locomotives only at the front. Now locomotives in the middle and tail of the train provide several advantages, especially in cold weather. All that power was all up front, and it's uh, doing all the pulling,
0: so you're dragging tonnage through all the curves. creates a lot of wear and tear. Technological change over time meant locomotives at the front could control locomotives that were placed in the middle or the end of the train. An electronic telemetry device also replaced the end of the train's caboose. So now you have distributed power within the train. So instead of just pulling from the front, you're pushing as well. That means better control of the train. The train rolls more freely and handles better. You have better distribution of pressure on your air brake pipe as air compressors feed from both ends. You also have a more fuel-efficient arrangement.
1: Beck of X's air brake pressure is also improved in winter.
0: Well, locomotives need to push air through the braking system all the way back to the end of the train. And when it gets to 25 degrees below or worse, seals stiffen and the air is harder to compress. To counter this, train lengths have to be reduced depending on the severity of the cold outside. And you do that to maintain the integrity of the braking system. As a result, more crews and locomotives are uh, required to move the same amount of tonnage. The added trains may result in more train-to-train meets. Today, with the technological advances, we're talking about 10,000 to 12,000-foot trains, regardless of these conditions. Using distributed power means better ability to maintain air brake pressure at the required levels of, of safe operation, limits the wear and tear of wheels and rail,
1: and mitigates some of the impact of cold temperatures on our operating efficiency. Joe Bankovic is with CN Rail. Market update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall's Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation call 1-800-284-9999. And by Flamin Sales in Saskatoon, Southey, Prince Albert, Yorkton and Swan River. Visit flamin.com. Grain prices at Viterra were showing downward movement in early trading today. Canola fell a dollar 20 at 43912. Oats dropped a seventy three at two hundred fourteen dollars forty eight cents. Yellow peas declined three dollars at two hundred fifty dollars fifty four cents. Number one red spring wheat went down seventy two cents at two hundred twenty six twenty four. The rest were unchanged. Durham two hundred twenty one eighty one. Feed barley two hundred two dollars sixty three cents. Flax four hundred seventy three twenty nine. Feed wheat one hundred ninety three thirty one. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, March wheat is down three-quarters of a cent at five sixty-four and a half cents a bushel. The Livestock Quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-4180 or Weyburn 842-4574.
2: This is a market report for the Weyburn Livestock Exchange for the week of January 15th. Weyburn had their first regular sale of the new year last week and the market had picked up 5 to 8 cents on slaughter cattle. D1 and D2 cows sold from 75 cents to 85 cents with the odd sales up to 90 cents. D3 cows sold from 63 cents to 74 cents. Canner cows sold from 40 cents to 60 cents and good butcher bulls sold from 85 cents to a dollar two. There weren't enough feeders, or yearlings in any one weight break to establish an accurate price quotation. This has been Stephanie Digg reporting from the Weyburn Livestock Exchange, the market that gets the cattle and the prices too.
1: Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham
3: sold 7,200 hogs Monday, selling a range of 122 to 139 per ckg. Today's sales are expected to be around 7,100 head, selling a range of 125 to 140 per ckg. Ham's cash hog price today is up and four contract prices opened sharply higher this morning. On Monday, the Canadian dollar was down 6 basis points with the daily exchanger at 1.3269. The Canadian dollar is currently trading at 75.40 cents U.S. U.S. cash markets resumed their seasonal trend and all reporting regions came in stronger than the previous day. Clean hog futures have rebounded and opened higher this morning, erasing yesterday's losses fund rolling and the subsequent repositioning of other traders has been cited for the recent volatility as the fundamental picture has not changed all that much. News of more African swine fever outbreaks in China and wild boar calling activity along the French border in Europe are supportive as the market waits for evidence that U.S. pork will be sourced to fill the void in either China or the EU.
1: The outlook today mainly cloudy 60 percent chance of light snow clearing this afternoon temperatures steady near minus 12 the low minus 19 tonight. Tomorrow, cloudy, 30% chance of light snow, high minus 13, Wind chill minus 25 tomorrow morning, minus 19 in the afternoon, the low minus 22. In Regina, sunny and minus 13, that's 9 above Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.